0: You are listening to Larry Connors, USA.
1: You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! This is Larry Connors, USA. Larry Connors,
2: USA.
3: football star Brittany Griner has gone on trial in Russia for alleged drug charges. She's been held there since February. Griner declined to enter a plea on Friday but said she may do so at a later date. The Phoenix Mercury Center appears to be at the center of what may be some kind of prisoner swap between Washington and Moscow. Charlie Daggett reports. In a Jimi Hendrix T-shirt and handcuffs, Brittany Griner was whisked into a closed-door hearing, the first in what could be a months-long trial. The WNBA star is facing drug charges for allegedly carrying vape cartridges filled with cannabis oil through a Moscow airport in February. She is yet to file a plea, but could spend as many as 10 years in prison if convicted. U.S. Embassy Representative Elizabeth Rude was in the courtroom.
2: She is doing
4: as well as can be expected in these difficult circumstances and she asked me to convey that she is in good spirits and is keeping up the faith.
3: But it will take more than faith to secure her freedom. More than 99% of prosecutions
1: in Russia end in conviction. It's not a question of whether or not she will be convicted, it's a question of what she will be convicted on. You're guilty, it's just a question of what degree of guilt from their perspective.
4: Wow. Uh, I, I can't break the law in Russia and get by with it. Man, you can't break the law here. You can't do that here, Brittany. I've been to Russia many times and Ukraine, and uh, you don't mess You don't mess with those folks. And, uh, well, anyway, welcome back to the second hour of Larry Connors USA. I'm the younger, more handsome Larry Connors, Randy Mayfield. <laughs> Larry, I love you, man. I'm kidding. Uh, he's been a great mentor to me, and I appreciate Larry allowing me to take this time. I know it's always a risk. When you hand the reins over to Randy Mayfield. So thank you. I just want to remind you you're watching us, uh, you're listening live on KXEM, but you can also watch us live at rumble.com. Just go to Larry Connors USA, one word, and you can watch live or you can come back and watch later. You can also go to LarryConnorsUSA.com and watch the programs at another date or, or, or refer them to a friend. Tell them, hey, uh, Randy Mayfield was on, the less edgier Randy Mayfield was on, and he had some things to say. We're coming up a little bit with a. A great talk with Mr. Scott Powell, and I'll tell you who he is and what, what about some of you may know about him, but he's an author and a pretty important guy. So we just heard a clip about uh, WNBA basketball star Brittany Greiner. I know you've seen her in the news. She's Man, she's a massive, beautiful young lady, massive, tall basketball player, and uh, she doesn't feel that she should be punished for uh, breaking the law in Russia. I just don't know what to say. Um, I don't want to be punished either for things that I do. But the 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 fact is, when you do wrong and you break the law, there's going to be a cost. And you have to count the cost. Uh, did you really have to transport vape pens filled with cannabis or THC or whatever it was? It was illegal. You can get those in the States, Brittany. Don't take them on an airplane from Russia to the United States. But that, it's too late for that. She's going to be she's going to be in some trouble. She's got at least six months, I think, uh, to to do some time. But she wrote a letter to the president begging for mercy. Well, okay. I mean, if you're in a Russian jail, you're going to do anything you can. This is this is just part of what she wrote to the president, uh, President Joe Biden. As I sit here in Russia prison, alone, with my thoughts, and without the protection of my wife, my family, and my friends, without my Olympic jersey. Or any accomplishments. I'm terrified that I might be here forever. Nice mention of the Olympic jersey. She wants to make the, make sure the president knows, I'm an Olympian. You're not just saving a normal citizen. You're saving a special citizen. It's me, the Olympian, Brittany Greiner. And whatevs. She goes on, on the 4th of July, our families normally honor the service of those who fought for our freedom. Including my father, who's a Vietnam War veteran. It hurts thinking about how I usually celebrate this day because freedom means something completely different to me this year. Yeah, I guess so. Because you broke the law and you're in jail in Russia. And uh, your drug crime is not quite on par with those who fought in the Vietnam War or Afghanistan or Iraq or wherever, but it's a drug crime. uh, And so, yes, you need leniency from the president. I realize you're dealing with a lot, Mr. President. Please don't forget about me and other American detainees. I voted for you. Well, that's a nice closing. Just remember, Mr. President, free me from Russia because I voted for you. Okay, Brittany, it's your fault. You voted for him. And you're going to see how much action he'll give you. Similar action that he gives to all of us here in the United States of America. (laughs) We'll be right back. Don't fly with cannabis, okay? Just don't do it.
0: You can email Larry at... LarryConnorsUSA at gmail.com. LarryConnorsUSA at gmail.com.
2: Your eyes are burning. You're sneezing. It's allergy season. Pollen readings are sky high. Heck, you can even see that yellow powder on everything. So that's also inside your air conditioning ducts. I suggest you call Wellington Environmental. Now, other companies will be glad to do the job, but they're going to come to your home or business count the air ducts, and begin increasing the cost. In fact, the quoted price might even double. Wellington offers one price, no extras. You'll be charged exactly what Wellington quotes. So this is easy for you. Call 314-644-4930. 644-4930. You will breathe easier. Wellington has a AAA rating with the Better Business Bureau. 314-644-4930. 644-4930. Wellington Environmental. Your world, cleaner, better, safer. Be well with Wellington. I want to thank my friends at John Bill Roofing for sponsoring this segment of Larry Connors USA. John Bill Roofing, covering homes, businesses throughout the Midwest with the best quality, lowest price. John Bill Roofing. Call 1-800-NEW-ROOF. 1-800-NEW-ROOF.
0: This
3: ain't no place follow no hero. This ain't no place followed. No this ain't no place follow no hero To call home This single no place
1: This is Larry Connors USA Larry Connors USA You know, if you look at the entire length of the travel period today through Monday, then we're up to about 11 million people traveling. So we are very close to uh, 2019 levels, 2019 levels at post-pandemic highs. But the problem is the airlines simply don't have the seats they used to have. And that's why people are getting those cancellation notices at the very last minute. The crews are out of position because some flight gets missed if you will some some crew can't get to the right flight and so that explains to some extent why these are last minute cancellations i gotta tell you guys uh, i've had a lot of people tell me don't bother trying to call the airline because it it takes so long to get a real live person on the phone
4: that is a true statement my friends i can tell you that firsthand uh (laughs) when your flight gets canceled or something happens uh trying to change it at the airport especially when thousands and thousands that was a report from this past holiday weekend but it's been like this for weeks and months as you've seen in the news and some of you have experienced personally i mean it's hard when a family misses a vacation to disney world but it's even harder when you miss going out to a memorial service for a family member or overseas to visit a friend or or vacation whatever it is it's tough and uh so we're going to talk a little bit more about travel. We're also later on the program going to talk to Mr. Scott Powell, the senior fellow at Discovery Institute and the author of the book Rediscovering America. Very interesting book. It's written in a very different way. I think you're going to enjoy it. We'll talk to him. It's a new release about the history of America and our holidays. Where did our holidays come from? What are they all about? And he also wrote an article called Finding Our Way Through the Wilderness of Mirrors. And those mirrors are the Biden administration. It's uh, Have you been to those Hall of Mirrors? Where you can't tell what's going on? Yeah, that's kind of what we're in. Well, so I don't know if uh, many of you travel regularly, but it's become very difficult uh, over the past weeks and months. But there are some things that you can do that might help.
1: So I actually came up with a list for you this morning just based on not just traveling this weekend but if you're going to be taking the kids on a summer holiday vacation over the next couple of weeks I think this really applies. So here's my list. First of all, if you can depart in the morning because as you know the weather starts to create a real problem through the day and that creates delays and cancellations. Uh, On top of that, we would also recommend Uh, Trying to add pad time to both ends of your flights. In other words, a few hours before your flight is supposed to leave, get there early, and plan on pad time on the backside. If your flight is canceled, reschedule yourself on the airline app. Again, you can't always get somebody on the phone. Have several backup plans, A, B, and C, in case things go bad. And then sign up for TSA pre-check for the next trip because that can really also help speed you through the checkpoint. That's not going to help if the airline cancels the flight.
4: Yeah. Okay. So those are good. Those are very good advice. By the way, that one. number two, uh, morning departures. Number one, um, I'm leaving for California a couple of weeks from now, and my flight leaves at seven in the morning, which means you have to get to the airport about five five thirty. That's not fun. But you know what? If my seven o'clock flight gets canceled, there's one at nine, and there's one at two, uh, going to California, and maybe one at four. So I have I have chances. If I book an evening or afternoon flight my chances are lessened. that's the reason for you know uh, do, and you might you might say what are you talking about travel this is a show we should talk about hard-hitting politics it, this is all ties into gas issues it ties into a lot of things in our society but it's also important because uh, we we this is part of our freedom we have the freedom to travel to do things and it's being it's being cut back because of covid yes that's part of it uh, because of pay yes that's part of it we can't get enough people to fly airplane they're looking for pilots delta and American are cutting literally cutting flights period they're gone because they can't get the people uh, and that's all connected to what's happening in our government but um, you know you don't want to miss time I'm flying out in a couple of weeks as I said to, to my mother's memorial service she passed uh, about a month ago but uh, she wanted to be uh, sprinkled at sea we grew up in California north uh, Southern California Newport Beach as where we spent our summers and so we we've rented a yacht to go out and sprinkle mom we're going to have the service on a yacht a big 80-foot yacht for 50 people. We're going to go out and sprinkle her ashes at the sea. And mom wanted us to have a good time. So we're going to do that. But I'm nervous now because I only booked one day ahead. And now I'm telling my wife I might need to book two days ahead. My wife is in California already. She's just coming down the coast. And uh, I'm thinking, man, I, I better tell my siblings and everybody. There's five of us all over the country. We might have to fly in early, which costs more money. But It's important. Morning departure will help adding pad time. Now, he said pad time, not pad tie. Pad tie is delicious, but it won't help you with your flights. Maybe if you bribe a a gate agent with pad tie. (laughs) I don't know. Excuse me. Moving on. Backup plans. Have a backup plan. Uh, I I was an extra in the movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. You might have seen it years ago. It's a hilarious movie. Uh, Hard to have backup plans. Their their flights all got canceled. They tried to go by a plane, by a train. They ended up... (laughs) They ended up renting an old car that they totally destroyed. And it was, it was fun. We filmed a lot of it here at the St. Louis airport, and it was fun. And uh, I got to know uh, Steve Martin just a little bit. I'd, I'd met him before. So enough about me. Let's let's talk about uh, you again. If you're going to travel, be careful. Plan ahead. And the TSA pre-check is helpful. I have it. But I also have, well, because I travel internationally, I can go through uh, customs and stuff just by flashing my passport and going to the machine and walking through. It helps quite a bit, especially if you're in London. The lines in London are unbelievable, and I, I fly there at least once or twice a year because I go to Iraq and Jordan, and you know, I usually fly into London, and it's one of the worst airports for going through customs. I mean, it could take hours. So the TSA thing, it's 85 bucks. It lasts for five years, I think. My wife always complains when I walk through with my TSA, and then she has to go through the line and take off her shoes and take out her computer and do all that kind of stuff. So uh, I tell her, baby, I'll pay the 85 bucks. Just go do the interview. Anyway, uh, so... We're going to go out to California in a couple of weeks. And not only is the flying difficult, but even the driving. Gas uh, in California is now nearing $7 a gallon uh, and even more because my my girlfriend, who is my wife also, of 43 years, she drives a car that takes premium fuel, and that's about $250 a gallon now, I believe, in California. I don't know. And and can you believe the the diesel truck drivers, what they're paying? It's no wonder the cost of, of commodities and food and stuff is going up. Because, uh, you know, that's the way it is. So back to some more hard-hitting news. I'm sorry, but travel is important, and it is impacted by all of these things that we've been talking about. So let's talk about something else related but far more impacting to you and I every day, and that's the economy and inflation. As the, uh, as the midterm elections approach, most Americans say that this is their number one thought when they're voting and when they're thinking about what's Im- impacting them the most. It's the economy. It's inflation. It's gas prices. I don't know how many of you are tied to uh, the stock market, but I have my retirement in the stock market. I retired about a year and a half ago. And uh, you know what's happened the last few months. And uh, I guess I need to be looking for a job. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Mark, are you, you thinking of leaving? Are you available? Am I available? No. Uh, but inflation inflation is at an all-time high, over 8%. And uh, more than 8 out of 10 Americans, 83%, say that the economy And inflation is the number one issue. And when you see how Biden and his administration is responding to that, you can understand how they're going to have a very difficult time uh, come, uh, well, November, this November for the midterms, but also at the presidential elections in a couple of years. 80% say inflation is extremely important, gas prices. And, of course, we talked about this earlier, but President Biden's approval ratings are below 40%, like 37%, something like that which is terrible for a president. How would you like to have an approval rating of 37% of the people think you're doing okay? They don't love you, but you're doing okay. That's tough. Uh, Here's something that Mark Tepper had to say about, uh, he's from Strategic Wealth, and on CNBC he said this about a possible impending recession.
3: When you get stimmy check after stimmy-check, unfortunately, you know, our economy is at a point where, you know, unfortunately we're going to have to take our medicine Um, If you just listen to what Jay Powell has said over the course of the last few months, he was all about soft landing. Then soft landing became softish landing, whatever that means. And then that became things are going to be painful, which insinuates kind of a hard landing. Right. Let's remember, you know, with with the economy slowing, the Fed has a dual mandate, price stability and full employment, not propping up the stock market. And despite what a lot of people believe, not avoiding recessions either. I understand there's a high correlation between the unemployment rate and recessions, but that is not a direct mandate. And look, consensus seems to believe right now that there's less than a 50% chance of a recession, that it would be next year, that it would be short and shallow. I disagree with all those things. I think the recession is going to be longer and deeper than most people believe. And I'm not a Johnny come lately jumping on the recession bandwagon. I've been saying this for months, John. As a business owner myself, when things get tight the very first thing I'm gonna do is take down the job posting so that 11.5 number will start to come down but the unemployment rate won't go up yet. Eventually, the unemployment rate will go up because the Fed has to combat inflation. They're going to have to deal with it incredibly harshly. And and John, if you think about it, I mean, over 50% of the U.S. population has less than $50,000 in retirement savings. Do you think they care if their 401k drops another 10%? they don't what they care about is they want to make sure that their their paycheck lasts all the way through the month that they have enough money in their paycheck to put gas in their car put food on the table so inflation needs to be dealt with harshly and i think that means we got to take our medicine
4: i do not like taking medicine <laughs> i don't want to take the medicine especially when it, it hits my pocketbook uh, that would be more like a suppository i guess but uh sometimes we don't have a choice you know, we're we're at a place where we don't have a choice but to to live with what we've got i i do have a bit more than 50,000 in my retirement that's kind of scary to think people retire with less than $50,000 um i don't know how it can be done i, I per, perhaps you know they're living off social security which i have not taken yet it's not huge i don't i couldn't live on my on just my social security but it does help and and the other thing about social security the government is giving you this money no they're not I gave the government this money. They invested it probably fairly weekly, and they're just giving it back to me now so I can use it. So don't talk about the government giving me Social Security. I paid for over 55 years. 55 years. Every check of mine gave money to Social Security, to Medicare, to all those things that now the government is giving to me. Yes, I'm on Medicare now. I'm not on Social Security yet. I have to. I'm going to wait about another eight months till I'm 66.4. And I can you know I know I could wait till later, but I think i 'm going to need it just to just to get by but uh you know to keep up with the losses in the stock market that 's not going to happen, and hopefully things will turn around i i may, I think the stock market has you know always been a roller coaster thing and it 's going to turn around but Mark Tepper is saying it 's not going to get easier uh the stimulus people are living from stimulus check to stimulus check. I was uh, taking an Uber with my wife back from the airport. And and the guy says, I'm thinking of just quitting altogether because we asked him how he liked driving for Uber. He said, I you know, I just I, – I take the, the checks that I get from the government, and they're more than what I make, you know, from Uber. So I might as well just sit back, and, and, and that's the whole welfare mentality. I'll just sit back and let the government pay my way. Well, the government's not paying your way. Again, I'm paying your way, and you're paying their way uh, because we have put money into – and, of course, we're printing money now too, trillions of dollars. I guess it's just fake money, but – Uh, And I would say this, if you're nearing retirement age, find a a good fiduciary, a good financial manager. My wife and I did that. I don't know anything about investing. And here I am retiring, and I need money. And uh, he took our retirement accounts and our trust and things that we had and played with them. And, yes, we've lost a lot of money, but it's not his fault. It's the markets. And he's trying to balance things for us. So get somebody who knows what they're doing to help you out. If you're retiring or getting ready to retire, it's important. Uh, We're going to come back with – some more a few more economic things from folks julian emmanuel jared bernstein who's with the fed he's going to share a few things with us and uh we're going to talk about what we can do i I do want to say this i I forgot to mention this in the last hour but when we were talking about abortion and the decision of the supreme court i I saw a meme you know what memes are they're those uh little kind of pictures and words that pop up on uh, on the Facebook or Twitter. I don't do the Twitter and I don't do the other things, TikTok, but I I have a Facebook account. And it's a picture of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, and it just says this, Clarence Thomas just saved more lives than Black Lives Matter ever did. Just saved more black lives than Black Lives Matter ever did. Think about that for a minute. With the abortion issue, he saved more black lives than Black Lives Matter ever did. We'll talk a little bit about uh, January 6th because that's important, the difference in the Capitol riot and the BLM riots and what that means. We'll be right back with Larry Connors, USA, after this.
1: is Larry Connors, USA. Larry
3: Connors, USA. Probability dictates that after a down 20-something first half, that the odds are it's going to be better in, in the second half. And, you know, in, in a week or two that has been full of downbeat news, we can step back and we can say that the, in terms of inflation, the one thing that we're focusing on, gasoline prices, have started to decline that's a positive the other positive is that yields have started to decline and in a year where a lot of this volatility is being caused by the fact that stocks and bonds for the first time in 25 years are consistently moving together yields declining is a positive
4: well that is a positive that's uh uh, julian emmanuel sharing we also had a a uh A a real quick clip here from uh, White House economic advisor Jared Bernstein, who discusses the Fed and its fight against inflation. Here we go. I've never been part of a White House that is doing more to try to help American households by easing inflationary pressures in the near, medium and long term. Near term, we've talked about the release from the strategic reserve, helping families uh, with their, with their uh, uh, gas prices. We've talked about ship-to-shelf, our work in the ports. Medium-term, this president has proposed really important relief to family budgets through lower prescription drug costs, child and elder care, help with health premiums, education. Longer-term, of course, the infrastructure plan is in the field. That, too, should help increase the
1: economy's productive capacity. H-
4: did he say he's never been a part of a White House who's done more? For our economy, well, that's probably true. He didn't say they've done positive things, but they've done more for our economy. I agree with that if that's what he was saying but uh, I don't know if this is the only White House he's been a part of either I'm, I don't know that's uh Jared Bernstein, but uh, they haven't accomplished any of these things. Yes, they've proposed and they've talked about it. Uh, are you ready to move on from talking about inflation and we'll talk about it probably more tomorrow. And we'll be talking about it for for weeks and months, hopefully not for years. We need to move on, and hopefully after a few elections we'll be able to move on a little bit. I love that music bumper coming in, Mark, poker face, because sometimes I feel like this uh, administration uh, has to keep a poker face when they say these kinds of things. We are helping the economy. You are better off today than you've ever been in your life. It's like one of those movies where they've – you know, gotten into everybody's brains and hypnotized them. Anyway, uh, I want to play a little clip here from President Biden. He did speak on the 4th of July. He doesn't say a lot of stuff. Neither he nor uh, Camilla say a whole lot because uh, they don't know what's going on. But he did say this, and I want to talk a little bit about uh, what he had to say. Here's uh, President Biden.
5: That's how I see America on July the 4th, as big and a big-hearted place where we debate and disagree yet we're united by a love of country. And as has been before in our history, in times of war and division, of growth and change, the Fourth of July comes at a critical moment. Our economy is growing, but not without pain. Liberty is under assault, assault both here and abroad. In recent days, there's been reason to think that this country is moving backward, that freedom is being reduced, that rights we assume were protected are no longer. A reminder that we remain in an ongoing battle for the soul of America, as we have for over 200 years. I know it can be exhausting and unsettling, but tonight, I want you to know we're going to get through all of this. For all that we have faced, that we are going to get through this, and look how far we've come. We're reclaiming our way of life in a pandemic. Vaccines are nearly available to every American. Restrictions lifted the 4th of July, together again at the White House. And for all the challenges, America has the strongest economy in the world. More people working and starting businesses, more young people graduating from high school and college than ever before.
4: I I don't know what America he lives in. United. Strongest economy? No, we have the largest economy, not the strongest. Mr. President, we are thirty trillion dollars in debt. It's the highest we've ever been in debt, first time. Incomprehensible, even in the best of times. Thirty trillion. That's what the U.S. Treasury reported. It's not coming from me. It's the United States Treasury, the, who the president kind of oversees. He goes on to talk about uh, America's choosing our unity as our purpose. We're not united. I wish we were. We'll talk more about that later. I'll be right back with you. Stay with us on Larry Connors USA.
0: You can email Larry at LarryConnorsUSA at gmail.com. LarryConnorsUSA at gmail.com.
2: Some car dealers might try to take advantage of you. One quick way to spot it, look at the sticker price. Jay Ackerman told me, especially in these times, He wants to reward the generations of buyers and the new customers. So Ackerman Toyota sells every car at sticker price. No markup. What you see is what you pay. Ackerman Toyota at Hampton and 44. Ackerman Toyota for life.
1: This is Larry Connors, USA. Larry
0: Connors, USA. Most history is written in a linear fashion. You know, it's the, it's the who, what, when, and where. And most historians don't do, don't do much with the whys. They just report the facts. And, of course, many histories, if it's a comprehensive history of, of a country like America, that's one
5: thick tome.
4: Yes, it is. And we have a gentleman with us, our next guest, Mr. Scott Powell, who wrote a book that is not a thick tome. And we're working on getting him on the line right now, right? Okay, I'll just keep talking while we do that. <laughs> Thank you. He wrote a book called Rediscovering America, and it's about America and its holidays, which is quite interesting. Um, I've read a number of the chapters from it. He talks about where did Thanksgiving holiday come from, Christmas, Easter, and I want him to talk a little bit about the Fourth the of July holiday as well uh, rediscovering America. And he wrote an article just yesterday on independence day about, uh, the 4th of July holiday. We're going to talk to him about that. And he, uh, he devoted a whole chapter of his book to the 4th of July. So how, how did the national holidays tell an amazing story of America? That's what our, our next guest, Scott Powell is going to talk to us about. And if we don't get him on the line, we'll get him a little bit later and we'll, I'll move on and talk about something else, which I can do. I'm really good at that. I think, um, one of the things I was going to talk about a little later on if we had time is, is is the COVID pandemic is still lingering with us and is raising its ugly head with a vengeance again. I don't know if you've heard the latest news. We th- we kind of think it's over with. We're not wearing masks. I flew uh I don't know somewhere. I think it was to probably California or Dallas. It was to Dallas last month. And you know, and I flew to um out, out of the country to Portugal in May. Didn't have to wear a mask. I thought it's over. It's finally over. I don't have to wear a mask. Uh, I don't have to get any more shots. I mean, they, of course, they're going to want us to keep taking shots the rest of our life, but I'm, I'm done. I've had my two plus one, my booster. And then I got COVID. But anyway, that's okay. I'm done with that. But this pandemic still lingers, and uh, the COVID-19 infections are rising and with new names. There's new variants of each of these. And about a third of Americans says now live in areas where there's medium or high COVID-19 rates, with reported cases up 26%. Uh, And that's from Dr. Rochelle Walensky, the director of Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. So on the average, that means 3,000 Americans are being hospitalized per day and 275 are dying. The World Health Organization, uh, with the support of the Strategic Advisory Group of Experts on Immunization, uh, they continue to review evidence of the increasing seroprevalence rates. Seroprevalence, you know what that is? It's a big word. The government likes to use big words. It just means that they're measuring the disease in the population, measured through blood serum. They'll take blood serum, and they measure and see what's what's going on. And that there's a hybrid immunity, which is uh, immunity that's acquired both from prior infection and from uh, the vaccinations. So, and yesterday, uh, Al Jazeera reported, and, and you say, Al Jazeera? Why are you quoting Al Jazeera? Well, let me tell you something about Al Jazeera that I found. In my travels, and I listen to the news internationally, uh, you listen to uh, NBC, NBC, whatever Larry calls it, CNN and, 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 and all those, and you get their perspective on the news, even Fox. You get, you get a certain perspective. I found that BBC News and Al Jazeera, because Al Jazeera doesn't like us, period. They're not taking sides generally. And they just kind of tell you what's happening. And so I've listened to them, and they don't seem to be radically left or right. They just hate us altogether. But they had a report on the, on the surging mutations around the world and that these uh, BA4 and BA5 um, surges are harder to track than, than the other ones. Even the vaccines aren't helping. So we have some clips from, from Al Jazeera that we might get to. We might not. We're still trying to get a hold of Mr. Powell. Um, and then talk to him about his book. There are a few other things I want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about prisons in America. We're going to deal with that specifically tomorrow's program. We're going to talk to uh, Rick Mathis and Trish Mathis, who are uh, the head of Mission Gate Prison Ministries, and they deal with people coming out of prison, people in prison, people coming out of prison, the recidivism rates, that means how how often people go back. They found that uh, the government does not do nearly the job that they can do in dealing with uh, prisoners, uh, there are typically six hundred thousand people who go into prison every year, but it's ten million times that they go into prison. Do we have a online? Oh, great, fantastic! So I've been uh, I've been chatting for a little bit, but we do have our our special guest on the line, which I'm excited about because I've read some of his stuff. And uh, Scott Powell, good to have you.
0: Oh, it's it is great to be with you.
4: You are the senior fellow of Discovery Institute, and the author of the book Rediscovering America a new release about history of America. And I've read several of the chapters. I love this book. And let me tell you why I'm not, you talked about books that are gigantic and big tomes on history. This is easy for me to read. I I, I'm a more of an oral person and watching videos. I mean, I'm, I'm a, you know, a boomer, but I'm not quite the millennial. My kids are, but this book is so great. I can say, I want to know about this holiday. And I go to that chapter and I read it. So thank you, first of all, for writing a great book.
0: Oh, you're very kind. Uh, you know, I I worked hard to get this book uh, succinct, uh, compressed, uh, but keep it. Um, you know, I really worked hard to make this really great literature that tells us it tells the stories of America because history is often just taught in a very linear fashion of the who, what, when, and where, and people, uh, you know. People don't like history it, it's dry they don't remember anything after they've read it but this is written in terms of stories and it's the stories of why things happened the way they did why did people make the decisions they did um and and it's just it's a great read
4: yeah it is and we're we're talking about uh scott powell's book rediscovering america you had uh, one of my friends eric metaxas who i've enjoyed meeting and having lunch with occasionally, he uh, gave it a great review. He said uh, it's a fresh overview of America, revealing many things that we have to know if we're to keep this republic. That's quite a nice word from Eric. Yeah, it is. He's, many, a, he's, a, he's a wonderful guy. He <laughs> is, and a lot of other endorsements that you have. And uh, I want to ask you specifically, we only have a couple minutes left in this segment, but if you can hold on to the, oh, ne- uh, sure. to, to the next segment, we'll get you in there. We had trouble getting a hold of you. We're sorry about that. But uh, but you, the chapter you wrote, because this is so apropos for right now, on uh, the 4th of July, just give us a little rundown. We have about two and a half minutes of what the 4th of July means to America, why it's
1: important to our history.
0: Well, most Americans celebrating uh, the July 4th holiday underappreciate or have forgotten that it was the sheer power of the ideas of the Declaration of Independence that was the determining factor for the Americans in winning the war. I mean, when you... When you take stock of where we were, compared to the British professional military, the American colonial army was simply no match. It was undermanned, underfunded, under-equipped, inexperienced, and under-trained. And and to paint a a, a clear picture, at the outset of the war, the British Royal Navy had 270 warships deployed in American waters, Mm. while the Continental Navy had 7 merchant ships that were converted for (laughs) military purpose in
4: god we trust
0: right so if that's not enough to to, 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 you know for us to realize that there was something more uh because we were totally militarily outflanked it was unfathomable that we could have won that war but it was the power of the ideas of the declaration and the leadership the courage and the persistence Mm -hmm. of George George Washington that uh, made the difference.
4: Yeah, and you you actually stated that uh, the signers of the Declaration of Independence were in essence signing their death warrants because they were traitors to Britain.
0: That's right. Yeah, when they took pen to paper as a signatory on the Declaration, it was for each a a death warrant for being a traitor to Great Britain. Yeah. So so and so it was that the first declaration had only two signatures. They you know the founders were smart. Right. They said, well, why why set our people up to to you know losing their property and and even being killed? So we'll, we'll just send the declaration out with just the two signatures of John Hancock and Charles Thompson, who was the secretary of the Continental Congress. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until six months later, after Washington had two resounding victories at Trenton and Princeton, uh, that they decided to you know. To send out the declaration with all fifty-six sign- yeah. signatories.
4: Yeah. You know, I, I didn't get all that information. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, I got your information, but I didn't get it in school. I grew up in uh, in Los Angeles, went to public school. This is in the '60s and '70s, and uh, we just did not know these things. And that's why it's so great that I can read this now, and I can give it to my kids who are millennials, and they can, and give it to my grandkids, and they can really begin to understand. What this country's been built on. We're going to talk. Uh, we've only got about 30 seconds left here for this this part, but we'll have a break, and we'll come back. And I want to talk about some of the other chapters. You have, I think, 14 chapters, and I mean dealing with Thanksgiving, with Christmas, New Year's, Easter. And you come at it, and, and this is good for our audience, just so you know. This is a, a conservative, many Christian listeners to the station. And so uh, you come at it from a real biblical perspective on what thanksgiving and christmas and easter and and those holidays are about so we want to talk more about that uh, when we come back and we will do that so stay with us folks uh, on larry connor's usa i'm randy mayfield filling in we'll be back with scott powell scott powell the author of rediscovering america a new book about the history of america and her holidays and uh, we're going to talk about that when we return
1: you can hear podcast of this program at Larry Connors USA Facebook. Larry Connors
2: USA Facebook. I don't endorse anyone unless I believe in them. So I can tell you with confidence and with personal knowledge, Rottler Pest Solutions will rid your home, your business of pests without any danger to your family or pets. Rottler, the only pest control company you need. Call for a free estimate. 877 Rotler. 877 R O T T L E R. Or go to Rotler.com. Rotler Pest Solutions.
0: I, I, I said, brother, if you only knew you, wish that you were in my shoes. You just keep on using me
1: until you use me up. To you, to you. This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. Many parts of Western Europe and the U.S. are seeing a
3: rise in COVID-19 cases, thought to be driven by two new sub of the Omicron virus.
4: <laughs> okay, that's a great quote on COVID. We'll use that a little bit later on. But we're continuing, this is kind of new for us here on uh, Larry Connors USA, to continue a, a discussion with uh, Mr. Scott Powell, the author of the book Rediscovering America. Scott, once again, thanks for staying with us during the break.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's a pleasure.
4: We've been talking about your book uh, Rediscovering America. You talked a little bit about the 4th of July, what that means. Um, one One other endorsement, we mentioned Eric Metaxas, but here's a good one too. If you understand that humans are flawed, and the founders did, then you understand and marvel at what a moral achievement America is. The left wants to denigrate that achievement. Scott Powell won't let them get away with it. Read his powerful, inspiring, and concise new book and reaffirm what you always knew, that America is an exceptional nation. That's from Dennis Prager, founder of PragerU. Again, another great endorsement. And uh, I'm assuming that's what you want to do. You want to show people that we're not going to back down to what the left has to say. And this book is – the main purpose is what? To inspire, to encourage, to inform.
0: Well, it's really to inform. You know, uh, people people have to have facts in order – uh, that they uh, believe things uh, for the most part. I mean, yes, there's something called faith in God mm-hmm. uh, that isn't always fact-based in every way. Although, although our Savior Jesus Christ did live, he's the most historically verifiable figure of ancient mm-hmm. times, mm-hmm. actually. But, uh, but when you have the facts of history, then and you and, and that means you also have the comparative facts. The reality is that, really, from ancient times uh people had no rights uh you know all all uh societies and cultures were top down that is to say the the privilege and the power rested in the very few at the top and the vast majority of people at the bottom really had no no rights they had no or very limited opportunity almost no opportunity to move up because of the class stratification and this existed not only in Europe it existed in Asia even more so there was no experience with representative government mm-hmm. with democratic government in all of Asia up until World War II wow. and in in the west there was an experiment in Greece that didn't last very long with democracy and then the Roman you know the Roman republic but that wasn't a true democracy so when America was born on these ideas that came out of the Protestant Reformation, based on you know the equality, the equal value of all people, and that people had natural and unalienable rights to be free, to think freely, to pursue liberty and and happiness, uh, that was revolutionary. I mean, mm-hmm. the birth of the United States was a marker for really the emergence of what we call the modern the modern world and because of america's success we became like a light to the rest of the world so many so america changed the world in dramatic ways most americans don't even appreciate it but but the reality is is that america is a is a unique country and it is an exceptional country and the results are there for those willing to to see it if you focus on the faults of america which Obviously slavery was a blemish on right. our history. Then, and you're obsessed with that, then you you, you you miss everything else. But the reality is that the founders understood that slavery was morally wrong for the most part. And so when the constitutional convention was, you know, when they were talking about structuring a new government, a new constitution, uh, more, than, more than half of the delegates, all, most of the delegates from the north, but half the delegates from the south, were against slavery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And but they knew that they couldn't get a constitution established and solve slavery all all at once. It would be impossibility. So what they did do though in the Constitution was they outlawed slave trade by eighteen oh eight. So America in the Constitution, the Constitutional founding, America was the first nation in, in history that abolished slave trade. Wow. Can you can you believe that? Wow. Now the critics will never acknowledge it, but that's true. And simultaneous to the Constitutional Convention, there was the Continental Convention, mm-hmm. which, was, mm-hmm. which was the original government established during the Revolutionary War. It was a, based on the Articles of Confederation. It was a, it was a, weak, a, a weak system. And, and, uh, but nonetheless, they were meeting at the very same time that the Constitutional Convention was going on. These were different groups. And they were uh, they were debating on what to do with the Northwest Territory. So it's a huge tract of land that was going to be ultimately become states. And they decided the government of the United States decided to outlaw slavery in all of the Northwest Territories, hmm. and and it was and it was memorialized in an ordinance. It was the ordinance of seven, uh, the Northwest Ordinance of 1787, which outlawed slavery, made it illegal to have slavery. So. America, you know, America's founding was, was, you know, had a moral compass to it.
3: Hey, Amen.
4: Now,
0: now, Scott, Scott me- I got
4: to cut you off. I hate to do it, but we're off the air in about forty-five seconds. But okay. I do want to guide people to your book, Rediscovering America. And I wanted to talk to you about your article, Finding Our Way Through a Wilderness of Mirrors. Maybe we'll do that another time. But people, yeah, can, let's do it another time. Yeah, people can look that up. Thank you, Scott Powell, for being with okay, us. They,
0: they, they can get the book on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Just look up my name, Scott Powell, Rediscovering America, and you'll be led right. Right. Perfect. The site. Thanks for yep. so much.
4: Okay. This is It's been Larry Connors, USA. Thanks for joining us today. We'll be back with you tomorrow. God bless.
1: This is Larry Connors, USA. Larry Connors, USA.